step inside the forum and you enter one of the most expensive pieces of real estate in all the sports. And here in Los Angeles this evening, all roads lead to the forum. It is the hottest ticket in sports. Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the War Report Radio Series. I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams, on the check-in, man. This is the NBA League Pass Podcast, a.k.a. the War Report's NBA show, the NBA League Pass Podcast, man. Like I said, I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams, on the check-in. Man, just got back from uh, Miami, Florida. Just did Miami again for NABJ19. That definitely gave me that recharge that I definitely needed. Uh, to continue doing this podcast and to just continue uh, with my career in media and uh, owning my own platform and I'm realizing just how important it is that I keep going and just stay consistent with these episodes and keep dropping new content for you guys and uh, you guys are definitely responding uh, to uh, just my lifestyle the whole war report movement um, the website you know what I'm saying we getting things going you know what I mean I'm active on Instagram again um, I'm posting stuff, you know what I mean? Be look out for the uh, Indio Champ and Trendsetter podcast, and I got I got like four or five shows lined up back to back to back for you guys. So it's about to be a uh, interesting ride um, going forward. You know what I mean? Shout out to my hometown, Newark, New Jersey, where it all started at. Um, I want to return home soon for the VMAs, which are going to be in Newark, New Jersey this year. So I'm excited about that. Uh, either way, this is the NBA League Pass Podcast. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at War Report Radio straight through on Instagram, War underscore Report underscore Radio um, on Instagram. Um, I think those are the only two platforms I'm really most based heavily at on iTunes podcast uh, section. If you're listening right now, make sure you give this video a like, share, five stars on my podcast, write me a quick review. Uh, let the people know that this is the hottest independent podcast around, man. We're growing. I'm trying to get the 10,000 streams soon. That's the goal right now, man. We finna pump the volume a little bit. But let's get into NBA, you know what I mean? I took a lot of time off as far as in between these two NBA podcasts. The last podcast I did as far as NBA was after game six of the finals in which the Toronto Raptors came home uh, as the NBA champions. So I'm flowing off the dome today. So much has happened in the NBA since that. Since that, that that NBA Finals run, Kawhi Leonard, like NBA free agency is, is over now. Kawhi Leonard is um, a Clipper. Paul George was traded from the Thunder who decided to blow it up. Paul George is now a Clipper. Russell Westbrook is now a Rocket. Anthony Davis is now a Laker. Lonzo Ball is now a Pelican. Uh, Zion went to the Pelicans. John Morant went to the Grizzlies. 
RJ Barrett is a Nick. Uh, Melo is still out of the league. Uh, what else has happened that's big news other than Rockets, you know what I mean, picking up Russell Westbrook? I'm not even sure what else is. Uh, those are those are pretty much the biggest stories in NBA. Okay, how can I forget KD and Kyrie are both headed to the Brooklyn Nets, even though KD will probably miss next season. Uh, we got to talk about some headlines as far as today is concerned. Let's bring up uh, RealGM.com real quick. Look at some headlines. Uh, Team USA roster. Uh, a lot of superstars are pretty much backing out as far as playing this year. Team USA competition. And it's starting to show in their practices as uh, they were beaten by a couple of G League talent in a scrimmage yesterday. And that, vid that video is pretty much going viral today online. It says DeMarcus Cousins has suffered a torn ACL and left knee as a result of training and just getting right for the NBA season. So he, he's probably done as far as his Lakers stint, uh, grand opening, grand closing. Uh, Lakers were also able to get Danny Green and some other guys. You know what I'm saying? They still kept Kuzma out of the trade with Anthony Davis. So the Lakers were looking pretty formidable with D-Cuz as a nice little pickup with Danny Green and Anthony Davis. Now DeMarcus Cousins exit stage left. He's no longer with the team. He won't play next year. He's done. And uh, that presents a new problem for the Lakers, man. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it says Teron Lue will likely become a top assistant coach for the Clippers. No big story there. Um, Terry Rozier is now with the... Um, He's with the Charlotte Hornets, and he swapped teams with Kimball Walker, who's now Boston Celtic. So I just wanted to go over real quick, just touch bases on free agency, my thoughts on free agency, the draft, um, and summer league. And um, this will probably be the last podcast until I start doing NBA preview talk um, starting into next season officially during NBA preseason. So after this, you know what I mean, we're going to hit you guys with the NFL podcast. Uh, every week, week on a weekly basis, you know what I'm saying? And this will be the probably last NBA show uh, to wrap up last season, entering in, in the next season. Next podcast I'll do on NBA will probably be like the NBA kickoff to really kick it off. Um, but let's talk about how the season ended and the free agency craziness, the free agency craziness that just happened. Obviously, the biggest story was KD leaving the Warriors to the Brooklyn Nets to join Kyrie Irving. And then Kawhi uh, joining Paul George with the Clippers. Russell Westbrook to the Rockets to team up with James Harden. And uh, Anthony Davis to the Lakers in a trade that sent B.I. and Lonzo Ball to the Pelicans. So, after all of that aftermath, who are my favorites? You know what I mean? Which trades did I like? Which trades did I did not like? I liked all the free agency movement. I'm not going to lie. I liked it. Um, as far as, you know... Kawhi joining forces with Paul George. I thought that was a huge power move that uh, Kawhi Leonard probably won't get credit for right immediately. But um, he, he kind of made a power play in the NBA. He had the chance to go to the Lakers, let's not forget, as that third max slot player. He decided not to join the super team and just go his own route and just kind of create a rivalry within the Staples Center within itself, even though the Clippers are going to eventually get their own arena. Um... So that just happened. Yeah, man. Kawhi Leonard is now a clipper with Paul George. Uh, the Thunder surprisingly decided to blow it up. I mean, 
after you lose to Damian Lillard in, in, in the first round and he sent you home in five games with the walk-off three, um, I didn't want that to be the last image of Paul George and Russ, Russell Westbrook together. Um, but their decision to trade Paul George to the Clippers for a whole bunch of picks kind of opened the door for Russell Westbrook to one out. And where he wanted to go was he wanted to go to Houston to team up with James Harden, his L.A. buddy and his former teammate with the Thunder before he was traded to Houston. So the Thunder, you know what I mean, obviously are the biggest loser in this situation. They have to uh, completely rebuild with picks and Gregorius Alexander from the Clippers and Gallinari and just not a lot of talent there with the, with the Thunder. They also got Chris Paul. Uh, back with the Thunder in that in that Rockets trade, but who's really counting the Thunder on 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 anyone's radar? Pretty much to make the playoffs next year. Um, so yeah, man, you got to talk about that, man. Like, what's going on with the Thunder, man? They had KD, they had James Harden, and they had Russ, and they had Ibaka, you know, and they decided to trade to trade James Harden, a guy that would go on to win league MVP and lead this uh, the league in scoring twice. They trade him over a contract where they didn't want to pay him four extra million dollars. How short-sighted was that decision by the Thunder, man? One of the worst moves in NBA history for sure. Uh, now they're pretty much left with a complete rebuild. KD left. Russell was gone. James Harden is gone. And now Russ and Harden play pretty much in your division on a rival squad. And you gave both MVP players away. So uh, Sam Presti, the GM of the Thunder, um, he gets some credit, but he's also going to get a lot of the blame in this situation for pretty much getting rid of a dynasty after the year they made the finals. I think if you keep Harden, Katie, and, and Russ on the same team, there's no doubt in my mind that they challenge that Warriors dynasty, and maybe they become their own dynasty, and we wouldn't even be talking about Steph Curry and Clay and Draymond right now. Nonetheless, you know, the Thunder, they deserve a lot of the Brent, the blame in that situation. Sam Presti, take that L, homie. Big, big losers of this year's free agency. Probably the biggest loser of all time when you consider what they gave up uh, over the last three, four years, five years. You know what I mean? They lost a lot of talent out of that building and no championship trophy to show for it. Now, as far as winners, there are a bunch of winners. You could call the Rockets winners, the Clippers winners. The Lakers winners, even though they just lost to Marcus Cousins, they still got Anthony Davis in that trade. Uh, usually, who, whoever gets the superstar player uh, wins the trade. And I think people are really forgetting how monstrous of a player Anthony Davis is on both sides of the court. He affects the defense. He affects the, the offense, of course. He pretty much does it all. He has one of the highest uh, player uh, efficiency ratings in the NBA every year. He can lead the league in blocks. Uh, he could get you two steals a game or at least average one and a half steals a game. He could get 25 in his sleep. He could get you 13 boards in his sleep. I mean, he's he's the perfect center for modern day NBA. I know he said he didn't want to play center. Uh, I thought, which I thought was ridiculous because Kuzma is the third best player right there at the four. So now, um, pretty much what I requested would happen is going to happen. You know what I mean? You got LeBron pretty much at the three, Rondo at the one, Danny Green at the two, Kuzma at the four, and now Anthony Davis at the five wholeheartedly now that pretty much DeMarcus Cousins is down. Uh, the Lakers still actually resigned JaVale McGee, so who knows if they want to go with the Twin Towers movement with JaVale at the five and AD at the five, but I don't really see that happening. Um, 
Clippers, of course, are winners. You know what I mean? They're right in there with championship contention. They lost literally none of their three best players. They got to keep their three best players in uh, Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, and uh, Manchester Harrell. And they get to pick up two pretty much two-way superstars on the wing to, to go with that front. You know what I mean? Lou Will still coming off the bench for six men of the year. Uh, barring injury, the Clippers pretty much have probably had the best roster now that DeMarcus Cousins is completely out for the next season. Uh, the Clippers should be looked at as the favorite now. I will come out and, and just blatantly say that. Uh, the Warriors. Oh, we got to talk about the Warriors. The Warriors are still winners in this situation. Even though they lost KD, uh, they still got to pick up D'Angelo Russell, who could be used as a trade. Uh, chip to get somebody else or as maybe the third splash brother maybe the you see the Warriors next year run out with three guards with D'Lo once Clay comes back healthy you got Clay D'Lo and Steph as the three guard rotation and then you still got Draymond Green there you know what I mean the Portland Trailblazers my Portland Trailblazers I'm excited to say we picked up Hassan Whiteside which I think was huge um, Yusuf Nurkic uh, he's going to come back healthy next year they uh, get Kent Bazemore for Evan Turner, which I thought was a good trade for them. Uh, who kind of more fits their style and how they like to play, which is like 3 and D. They need guys that can hit shots and just defend and just run. And I think uh, Evan Turner, although he was a better facilitator overall than Evan uh, than Kent Bazemore, he didn't really fit the roster and what they were trying to do. Um, also, you got guys like Anthony Simons and Gary Trent Jr. stepping up off the bench. Who didn't get a lot of run last year but did show up in the summer league maybe those guys could come in that second unit and be the primary ball handler officially uh for them in year two and three uh respectively so i like what the blazers did they're they're definitely winners they're still at the top of the west the rockets let's talk about the rockets right now with russ and and harton pretty much being the two highest usage players in the nba on the same team uh let's not act like these guys haven't been teammates before that's not, not like these guys don't have a respect for each other off and on the court. Um, and I think that definitely is going to play into how they, you know what I mean, interact with each other on, on the court as far as their production and as far as their, their win total next year. I definitely think that both Harton and Russ are, are, are very questionable in the playoffs. They're very questionable in the playoffs. So both adding them on on the same team together now it's on both of them as uh, instead of being just on one of them being being kind of suspect in the playoffs so i think uh they'll be able to lean on each other's struggle in, in in that regard as far as when playoff time comes it's not really on rust it's not really on heart it's on the both of them to get it done and just move on to at least you know what i mean the western conference finals i mean the whole nba is wide open this year obviously the clippers are they look on paper above everyone else uh, after that probably the Lakers and then after that probably the Rockets and then after that probably the Blazers and the Warriors are right there and it kind of in the mix in the West uh, in the East you know what I mean the uh, the Sixers the Sixers did some interesting interesting things in, in free agency they lost Jimmy Butler replaced him with Josh Richardson from the Heat that's kind of a that's a loss uh, obviously they got to keep Tobias Harris long term and then they 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 have Embiid and they re-signed Simmons long-term. So, I think the Sixers right now are just looking for a kind of stability in a wide-open Western Conference. You know what I'm saying? If um, the if they if the Sixers had not played the uh, Toronto Raptors with Kawhi last year, um, who knows what would have happened had they 
advanced would they have beaten the 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 milwaukee bucks i don't know the milwaukee bucks actually lost uh some talent in uh malcolm brogdon even though they went um a long period without malcolm brogdon in last year and still got number one seed but they do lose malcolm brogdon to the pacers um and the pacers should be better next year with brogdon as their one oladipo coming back as their two guard um so the East is pretty much wide open. They don't have as much talent, obviously, as the West. The star-studded West and the powerhouses that we're seeing out of the Western Conference this year. Um, but either way, I think the non-parity or, or the parity that's going to be coming in the NBA this year uh, makes for a special season. And this is probably going to be the um, the biggest season the NBA probably has ever had. If you want to just keep it funky. Now... Before I get into like the forum part of the section where I end the program off with some questions that I answer that are on the forum right now. I haven't even looked at the forum right now. But before I get into that, we got to talk about the draft. I think the uh, the Pelicans kind of dropped the ball on the draft a little bit, even though I like their selections. Their selections actually played a little bit better in uh, Summer League than what I was expecting. You know what I mean? The, the Pelicans could have had Cam Reddish and Zion, I think join their roster or, or or Zion and DeAndre Hunter but they decided to trade out of that fourth pick for more picks and they grabbed a guy out of uh, I think Virginia Tech uh, his last name is Alexander and he, he was pretty much lighting up summer league so I didn't really know too much about that guy I'm not gonna lie before the draft but he looked pretty good in summer league so um, looks like uh, David Griffin and the, and the Pelicans pretty much know what they're doing um, with that being said I think the Atlanta Hawks came out with two really good wing prospects with DeAndre Hunter and uh, Cam Reddish to join the Atlanta Hawks roster. Now, obviously, that isn't going to spell straight playoffs for the Hawks or whatever the case may be. But I think Cam Reddish can develop into a Paul George type of talent in the NBA. Um, and I think that him him slipping all the way to ten is a huge mistake for a lot of guys, or a lot of teams picking uh, in that in, in in that in that six to ten range. Um, I think they kind of dropped the ball and let Cam Reddish kind of slide when he has uh, tremendous potential to make it in 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 the, in the NBA level. Um, you got to talk about the Grizzlies. They picked up John Morant. No no complaints. I think R.J. Barrett can be a special prospect for the Knicks, but the Knicks are going to have to take the training wheels off the guy and let the, let the guy pretty much run a T-Max style guard offense where he is the number one option. He brings the ball up sometimes to initiate the offense. He's off. He's the pretty much decision maker as far as who gets to shoot the ball and everything like that is concerned. Uh, the Knicks, you know, they don't have a lot of promise and talent, but they did at least get RJ. They didn't get any free agency guys, but they did at least got RJ Barrett. So shout out to that. And we got to talk about some summer league before I get into the forum section of this because I was a little disappointed in what I saw this year in summer league um not a lot of guys even suited up John Morant skipped it uh Darius Garland skipped it um Cam Reddish skipped it um Zion played like a full 10 minutes of summer league and I just I think guys that that needed to be out there as far as summer league like Harry Gals weren't even playing and then you had guys that And then you got guys that, you know what I'm saying, didn't even need to be out in Summer League playing. You know what I mean? Like, how is Jared Allen from the Nets playing in Summer League and Harry Giles from the Kings isn't? I think guys that 
are kind of taking their roster spots for granted a little bit. Um, as far as their NBA checks and stuff is concerned, you know what I mean? It was just too nonchalant for me. Um, I just wasn't excited with uh, the fact that none of the star talent from this draft really suited up other than RJ. So much respect to RJ Barrett. But he, he was pretty much the the main attraction after a while. You know what I mean? He didn't even start get off to a fast start. So I think uh, incoming next year, we got to do something about the summer league and the fact that a lot of these guys that, you know what I mean, TV pays big money for the contracts for summer league, I'm sure. A lot of the guys that they're banking the whole summer league around did not even play enough. You know what I mean? How does John Morant, the number two pick in the draft, not play? How does Darius Garland, the number five pick, not play? You know what I'm saying? Like, we want to see these guys play. We want to see what they've been working on. We want to see that they've been working on their games. So, it was a little bit deflating, uh, to say the least, as far as the NBA Summer League is concerned. So, I'm not sure if Adam Silver needs to step in and, and, and make something happen as far as saying, like, yo, we need these guys to play just for TV purposes is concerned. It is what it is. Oh, we got to talk about Team USA before I get into the uh, forum section. Uh, the Team USA roster is just... It's, it's, that's also a little deflating. I mean, guys are getting these big NBA checks, and they just decide just not to suit up, you know what I mean, after they get their little gold medal or their big max contract or whatever the case may be. Listen to this roster as far as Team USA and just understand that you know that we could do better. Harrison Barnes, Jalen Brown, De'Aaron Fox, Joe Harris, Kyle Kuzma, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, Mason Plumlee, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, P.J. Tucker, Miles Turner, Kimball Walker, and Derek White. Those are the best guys we could have yielded for this year's pool as far as who wants to even play for Team USA. Obviously, I think that's enough talent to still get it done against the rest of the world is concerned. But when you think about it, I mean, Jalen Brown barely starts for the Celtics. How is he on Team USA? Joe Harris, yeah, he won a three-point competition and he could shoot threes, but... Is he really Team USA worthy? I would say no. Mason Plumlee doesn't start for the Nuggets. How is he on Team USA? Marcus Smart, he's either on the pine or he's starting sometimes for the Celtics. Yeah, he's a great defender, but how did he make Team USA? P.J. Tucker, he's like the fifth option on his team on the Rockets. How is he on the team? And Derek White, has he really done enough to really make the Team USA roster? I mean, it's no wonder that these guys are getting blown out by G-Leaguers uh, who have a little bit more congruency as far as playing together as a team. They just don't have the talent to overwhelm guys, I think. And that's a problem. I mean, this is a recipe for disaster. It would not surprise me if this team loses some games against international competition with other, other, other teams and other countries that have been playing together for a little bit longer and have more congruency. Let's be honest, all right? Team USA has pretty much been over-talenting teams. Like, they over-talent you. They just overwhelm you with talent. And this team, even though it has the NBA talent, it has enough juice to get it done, I think that, you know what I mean, it's asking a lot of these guys to play congruently against teams and countries that are really playing. They're going to see this Team USA team, and they're going to smell blood in the water. So I w it wouldn't surprise me if we don't win gold in this FIBA USA Cup. I think these guys aren't really taking it serious. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Now, let's get into the forum section. Obviously, 
I have not read any questions from the forum just yet. Uh, let's take a question now. Would Kawhi Leonard be third best small forward ever if Kevin Durant never joined Golden State Warriors? As the title says, would Kawhi be the third best small forward in NBA history if KD never joined the Warriors? He joined, he brought an NBA championship to the Raptors. Okay. I'm not really I'm not really I don't really I don't really understand the question because technically speaking, if you want to go that route, Kawhi's two rings mean already more than KD's two rings, which he got on the back of K and, uh Clay and Steph. So technically if you want to ask a, like a historic like a, a hypothetical question rather as far as would Kawhi be ranked higher than KD had KD not joined the Golden State Warriors, then the answer you're, you're already kind of answering your question. The answer is yes. I don't think Kawhi Leonard is just off the bat my third highest ranked. Um, I don't think you know what I'm saying. I don't really think that. Um, yeah, yeah, that that just make shout out to my boy Zay Johnson. He just hit me talking about some VMA passes. Shout out to the VMAs that's in Newark, New Jersey this year. Let me text him right back real quick. But anyway. But uh yeah, getting back to that. I think I don't really think Kawhi is automatically the third best small forward of all time. He has the potential to be right now and maybe even over um Kevin Durant, but you gotta put LeBron, you gotta put Larry Bird in there. Um, I'm not sure who the third best is uh, as far as all time. But as it stands now, even though KD has done a little bit more in his career, Kawhi has the the chance to catapult KD uh, with his stint with the Clippers. So um, all of this is still hypothetical right now. And as far as like that's concerned, I mean, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Their careers are still ongoing. So I'm not sure how you could really rank them right now, whereas LeBron is already solidified. Larry Bird is obviously retired for several years, several decades. So we'll see what happens, but Kawhi is definitely right there with KD um, as far as one of the best small forwards of all time. Um, let's talk about this next one. Hypothetically, does a healthy Markel Fultz put Orlando ahead of Philly in Boston and the answer is absolutely not um, I think even Mar even if Markel Fultz lived up to his potential and maybe got like say he averaged 18 and 8 next year Orlando still wouldn't have the talent around him to be better than Boston or Philly so this is a dumb question on realgm.com but this is what we do it for we do it for the forum 90% um, of people said no um, Markel Fultz, we still don't even know what this guy can really give us in the NBA. He, he hasn't really done too much. Um, Man, people really be hitting me up about these podcasts, man. It's really annoying. Um, But we're getting to it right now. This is what we're doing right now. So anyway... Let's look at the, the, the Orlando Magic roster real quick. Marco Forge, Fournier, Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, Vucevic. Absolutely hell no. How the hell is that better than anybody from the Celtics who still have Kimba, Tatum, Haywood, Brown, 
and the Sixers who picked up Al Horford this year. So, no, absolutely not. Obviously, this came from an Orlando Magic fan. He's delusional. Let's take one more question from the GM, from the forum. Um... Okay, let's 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 go to this one. I like this one. Where do you guys rank Kyle Lowry? Uh, where do you guys uh rank Kyle Lowry? Let's go to this one. Hold on, I'm experiencing some. Sometimes the, the thing just freezes on me. Let's look at this. Current PG rating. Is he a top 5 point guard? Is he a top 10 point guard? Is he top 15, top 20, top 30? He's definitely a top 10 guy. I wouldn't really put him in the top 1. Hell no. You know what I'm saying? You got Steph. You got Rush. You got Dame. You got Kyrie. You got... But after that, you know what I mean? He's right there. I would say top 5, top 10. He's in that 5 to 10 range. That's where Kyle Lowry is at. You know what I'm saying? Because I wouldn't really say Kimba's better than him just yet. Um, let's look at what the people are saying. Um, yeah, he's, he's in that 5 to 10, 10 range. He's... I think he's he's done more than De'Aaron Fox. He's done more than Conley. He's done more than Trey Young. He's definitely done more than Ben Simmons. Um, yeah, a lot of disrespect on, the, on 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 this forum right now for Kyle Lowry, which I'm not gonna stand for. He's in that five to ten range, man. He's been an All Star. He's, he's an NBA champion. He's a gold medalist. I understand. I mean NBA third team. He's been All Star five times. Yeah, Kyle Lowry's in that five to ten range. People underestimate Kyle Lowry. But I think he showed everybody in the finals that he's absolutely no slouch. All right. Now, with that being said, we're going to wrap this NBA League Pass podcast up. I'll see you guys next season. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, share. Um, if you guys see me anywhere, holla. Make sure you guys follow me on War uh, on Instagram, rather, at War Report Radio. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at War Report Radio. On Instagram is war underscore report underscore radio. On Instagram is war report radio straight through. I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams. Man, this has been the NBA League Pass Podcast. Thanks for listening to me ramble about some NBA stuff, man. Until next time, until the next season, holla back. Peace.